It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Well, the Bruins are going to be flowing right into the NHL playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoff, I should say. You gotta, people get very particular about that. It's not the NHL playoff. It's the Stanley Cup playoff. And it's the Stanley Cup final. Don't you dare say finals. You get oh, that's across true. The mouth. It's actually Lord Stanley's Cup. Correct. That's right. Yeah. I'm assuming these are the kinds of things that they taught in elementary school in Canada. Let's find out. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Andrew Raycroft, Nesson and WEEI hockey analyst in Between the Pipes with Razor, presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Razor, do the uh, Canadian people take it very seriously, the pronunciation? Right, it's not Stanley Cup. It's Stanley Cup playoff, not NHL playoff. And is it Stanley Cup final, not Stanley Cup finals? It, it certainly is all those things. I learned that before I learned how to add two plus two and before I learned any of my French words that I was taught in elementary school as well. So, yes, it's Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup playoffs. NHL playoffs doesn't make sense. No, it does. It, uh, it kind of doesn't. You're right. Yeah. Like oh, you, you say you. NBA playoffs. Nobody says, oh, it's the Larry O'Brien mm-hmm. trophy playoff. No, no, no. Well, Razor, <laughs> obviously all season long we've been talking about, you know, who the number one goalie is, and it seems like it's been a battle all season long. And even when they brought Tuka Rask back, that didn't last long enough to really have everybody say, all right, it's definitely him. So then it went back to Swayman and Linus. And Swayman overall has had the slightly better season, but over the last handful of uh, appearances, it seems like Linus coming back off the injury has been a little bit better. Two games to go. The Bruins themselves are saying they haven't made a decision yet. Uh, but who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Allmark. I think Allmark getting the start at home tonight, Swayman going on the road. That's, that's kind of the second goalie game tomorrow night in Toronto. Uh, I don't think that means we never see Swayman the rest of this season like we have in years past where it was Tukarask and, and that's the goalie and you're going to play the next 26 games. Uh, I think it could, it could move, it could uh, change game to game, but at this, at this point, the way Allmark's played the last two months, he's 8-1-1 in his last 10, 930-plus save percentage, and, and he's won big games. Beat the Rangers, beat Tampa Bay, beat Florida, three of his last four starts giving up two or less in all of those games. So uh, I got to go with Allmark game one. He deserves it over his play since March and April. Why do you think they haven't come out and said who's going to be the game one starter? Is it you don't want to tell Swayman yet publicly that it's not him, or are they not fully convinced? Because wouldn't you be saying, oh, we have a ton of confidence in Linus if you announced it right now? No, I think I think this year they're going to – and Cassidy alluded to it a little bit yesterday afternoon saying he's going to be a little more coy about it. And I think you just make the other team do a little bit more homework, do, make them do a homework study and make them do a video study for an extra 15 minutes on Sunday afternoon when you get all the shooters together because typically what happens – so the goalie coaches for each team – all the work they're doing right now is for the goalie you're playing. So goalie Bob's going to do 
go up and do an assignment, do an oral assignment to all the players, and this is how you score on Freddie Anderson. This is how you score on Auntie Ranta. This is how you score on the new Russian kid that could end up being game one for Carolina and, and do all the work. So I think it's a matter of the Bruins now have the ability to not say who their starter is. It could be any one of those guys. I don't think Allmark or Swayman are going to care confidence-wise whether Bruce says it in the media or not. Razor, I've never thought about the whole goalie breakdown and watching it like you would like football plays, looking for tendencies and things like that. So through the eyes of a former NHL goaltender like yourself, what are the differences in the style and the play between Linus and Swayman in your opinion? Sure. Yeah, so Linus is bigger. He's longer, much longer than Jeremy is. I would say overall Jeremy's a little more technically not sound, but a little more efficient in his movements. At times, Linus can be more athletic. We've seen the glove saves he's made and, and talked a lot about that the last few weeks where he's stretching out. And I think they both read the play pretty well. I think they both have good hockey sense. And, and playing behind this system, especially Linus, took a little bit longer to, to, to recognize where the shot's coming from. Much different than in Buffalo where the shot can come absolutely anywhere with this Bruins system and what how they play in front it's more it's expected the goaltender plays inside of his post plays inside of his crease so Linus got took a little bit longer to get to that this season but I think he's there as well so I I think if you watch the games you can see that Linus is a little more athletic moves a little bit more because he's longer Jeremy Swayman's a little more efficient and then the big thing right now I think that's helping Linus out and making him a little bit step above is his puck handling He's really improved this season. He recognizes where that five, six-foot pass has to go to his defender. He, he looks really confident outside of his net playing the puck more than Swayman at this point. Now, it's most likely the Carolina Hurricanes in round one. Not official yet. A couple of games to go for the Bruins. That, that could change, but it seems like they're locked in with the Hurricanes. Obviously, the regular season series did not go well with Carolina, but how do you feel about that potential matchup? I don't mind it. I, again, there was no real easy one in the first round. I, Carolina Hurricanes are right around 500 since the deadline. They they didn't do much at the deadline. They didn't add on. They had a great first half of the season when they were torching the Boston Bruins. Uh, one of those games, Tuka Rask played. I throw all of those games out. None of them really mean much to me, uh, especially the way this NHL season's gone. Anything that happened prior to January 1 was, was essentially COVID-filled and, and rosters were all messed up. and So so I, I like the matchup. It's going to be tough. You have to go down to Carolina and find a way to get an extra win down there. They're a big, heavy team. They have a great penalty kill. And, but they, they have goaltending issues. They, they literally could be playing a kid who's only played three NHL games, uh, game one. So I, I like that matchup more so than I like the Florida Panthers or the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Tampa Bay Lightning at this point. Andrew Raycroft, WEEI, and Nesson Hockey Analyst here with Gresham Keefe. He's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, so if they have a great penalty kill, then, well, does that really matter considering <laughs> the Bruins? The I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is the state of the power play right now, Razor? And is it a big deal in your mind going into the playoffs? Uh, it, it is. It's, it's a big deal. Game one, there's no question about that. And, yes, you could roll out the – the Seattle Kraken penalty kill at this point, and they're probably going to shut the Bruins down the way. They'll, 
it's, it's, it's like historically bad. It, like, you know, it's so hard. It would be so hard not to score on the power play for 12 games like this and go 0 for 36 in the National Hockey League. At some point, a shot goes in off somebody's ear and in the net on the five on four. Like, it just, it, it's, you really have to be epically bad at this point with the players that they have. It's crazy. So, my point, my point's been don't score the next two games. Don't use any luck at all, and then just roll into game one and score five power play goals on the road. That, that's, that's my view at this point. Um, hopefully, listen, I, power play can be worked on in practice. That's one of those things in hockey where you can get a lot of reps in, and I'm assuming they had special teams day all week, and, and they'll probably have it all weekend again to get those guys back on the same page because you know, it's easy to make fun of them a little bit because they're such great players that it has been really, really bad. Yeah, they're due. Just like Brad Marchand was due, he had gone, uh, I think, 11 games without a goal. It's an empty netter, though. So is that enough to sort of uh, break the streak and get him going hot, or is it still like you're like you're sitting on that streak? No, that's enough for, for Brad to get going again. It, it, it's funny how life is, how hockey is, how pro sports are. That, that's all it'll take. I think that was more important for, for me. It was more important for Brad to score this week than it was the power play. Uh, I, I think Brad needs to have a little bit of good feeling, goodwill going in. I would expect him to get back on the board tonight, if not tomorrow night, uh, and go into the playoffs feeling good about his game again. So, so yes, that, that empty netter could – if it was a power play empty netter, I wouldn't say the power play is going now, but a power play for, or an empty netter for a player – can definitely just relieve some pressure, relieve some tension. All right. For those of you that are new to the show or new to the Razor interview, at Halloween time, we said, hey, what are you dressed for Halloween? He said, I don't know. Got to go to the tickle trunk. We laughed. The tickle trunk has become a thing. Razor can put somebody in for good, bad, indifferent, or whatever the hell he, the reason he uh, sees fit. Razor, who goes in the tickle trunk this week? So we got the seventh player award being awarded tonight in the garden. Uh, there's probably three really good candidates in my eyes. Eric Halla, Jeremy Swayman, who I imagine wins because he's more of a fan favorite, more of that young rookie guy, not signed as a free agent, been with the Bruins, played hockey East. It's a fan voted award. I think he wins it. But at the end of the day, the guy that I think could possibly be most deserving of the award is Curtis Lazar. And, and the reason for that is he's been unheralded. He's on that fourth line right wing, leads the team in hits, showing a lot of skill, a lot of ability to, to finish from that fourth line position. And he adds so much to this team when he's in the lineup. We've seen when he's been unhealthy at times that, that the fourth line doesn't move, doesn't play as well, doesn't have the same energy. So Curtis Lazar is going into my tickle trunk because I wanted him to get an award today because I think he could be the seventh player guy, but but he's not going to win it tonight. Seventh player or tickle trunk. I think some of these guys might take tickle trunk. I would agree. Honest. He can update his Wikipedia. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's are you nice. kidding me? Of course he would. Now, one guy, surprisingly, I feel like throughout the year we haven't talked a lot about because it's so much top line goalie situation, Jake DeBrusque, Charlie McAvoy, is Taylor Hall. And he has played in every single game this year, which I think is impressive, especially in, in sports now where guys miss so many so many games. He's sitting at 19 goals, 40 assists, obviously 59 points. He's a plus 11 player, obviously a big part of that second line, and he and, and Pasternak have played really well together. It, when they re-signed him, is this what you expected? Did you think he was going to be a little bit better, a little bit worse, or was this what you were hoping for? 
this this was my expectation, and and we talked about it um, uh, on Ness and just that sixty point mark for Taylor Hall. If he gets sixty points, this team's in really good shape offensively, and it looks to be hitting that number right on. Uh, and he's played at much more than a sixty point pace the, the last three months when Pasternak, Hall, uh, and Hall got put together. So so yeah, I think it's. I, there's no question he has validated his contract. He has validated his, his desire to be a Boston Bruin. He's bought in. He plays a 200-foot game over on that left wing. And, and, and Pasternak's been out a lot, and, and he's continued to drive that line with Hall and keep those guys going. And, and there's no question that he, he's had a tremendous season. And now, now the referendum on him is going to be the playoffs. Can he do it when the, the energy level comes up and when that, those points, those in, important second-line shifts come into play against the Carolina Hurricanes team that we assume is good. But there's no question this regular season has been a success for Taylor Hall. Well, Razor, we've had a hell of a lot of fun talking to you during the regular season. And next Thursday, we'll have some postseason to talk about, hopefully. Thank you, sir. You got it. Yeah, we should have a couple games in the books already. We're going to, unlike the NBA, where they take 15 months to play their NBA Finals, the NHL is going to get going here Monday, Tuesday, and we're going to be rocking and rolling. You're right. The NHL just takes 15 months for the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it felt like that this year, boy. It did. Holy our, smokes. Our, our first Tickle Trunk segment feels like uh, yeah, it was a yeah. generation ago. It does. <laughs> Halloween. That's right. All right, friend. Thank you, Razor. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Take care.